0: All right. did either of you happen to catch the uh, college football playoff games last night? Sure did. Well, they were exciting. They were good games. It felt weird to have two semifinals that were fun.
1: Yeah, no, great games. Both came down to the end. Um, You know, it felt like Texas wasn't really in the game, and then all of a sudden they kind of were. Could have won it there at the end, but, um, you know, Washington versus uh, Michigan. So, shout out to Matt's, um, what is it? Oh, yeah. Your great uncle.
2: No, my great uncle, my great uncle's dead. Thanks for that reminder. Uh, May he rest in peace. I mean. Oh, he's my great great uncle. Yeah, he's gone. Uh, no, I didn't watch the uh, the playoff.
0: I fell asleep during the second game because I had to wake up early. it started at 9 p.m. Nine, yeah, it was after midnight. <laughs> However, I woke up to see the final minute. And Damn. the reason why I woke up was because there was a 2.3 magnitude earthquake centered like not too far from here. Mm-hmm. I don't remember it, but I I woke up right when that earthquake happened, and it allowed me to see the end of what happened to be wow. a very fun ending of a football
1: game. So the football gods wanted you to see that, I guess.
0: Yeah, I'm not really <laughs> sure why. I guess, I, I mean, I was rooting for Washington, but that doesn't really mean anything.
1: <laughs> so you got to see them almost blow it, basically almost gave it away at the end, but... Uh, speaking of giving it away at the end, boy do we have an episode for you.
0: <laughs> I know mean, that's not
1: normally. It's like
0: a starting an episode of Veggie Tales. <laughs> Hi everyone and welcome to the Tech Please Don't Die podcast, a show devoted to tech going and hopefully not dying. I'm Nathan i'm evan i'm matt and this week we had four basketball wins and three basketball losses and they are not in the places you would have expected coming in
2: during in your butt
0: christmas break
2: <laughs> you didn't expect it <laughs> that's true I, you, you're right uh yeah how about those texters
1: yeah so we're now a texters podcast right that's how this works
0: we flipped that quickly yeah, yeah. I mean, not that we had really flipped against them but we were kind of aggravated going into the show uh, uh
2: yeah pretty aggravated uh, but yep. our homegirl brooke four store and seven years ago uh really stepped up and uh, came Jesus through with Christmas.
0: Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> it's four
2: the patient exclamation <laughs>
0: And she delivered her Gettysburg Address <laughs> all over Alcorn State, Cal Baptist, South Alabama, Te- and Abilene me. Christian. Te- Techiesburg Address.
1: <laughs> Techiesburg! <God. laughs> Hell said the t- what did you say? The text? What did Abbas- you say? Matt? Exclamation! Exclamation!
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh my god!
1: So, uh, so, how I'm does really anyone mean- listen to this?
2: <laughs> oh man. Yeah, the uh, four game win streak after starting off so badly and uh, can't say the same for the fellas who lost in three straight very close games.
1: Yeah, well, fuck it. Let's let's cover the textures first for once. Uh, Like you said, Nathan, Alcorn State, they barely beat. We kind of, you know, on the last episode, we were like, if they lose to Alcorn State, I believe I said fire everyone at halftime. (laughs)
0: Um, (laughs) which would have been weird because we wouldn't have known if we had lost yet (laughs) yeah
1: exactly but
0: uh, Concord State was
1: ranked number 337 and the texters like basically did everything they could to lose it it was 49 to 47 final uh very ugly game and then the undefeated Cal Baptist whatevers came to town uh ranked 88th in Massey and the texters beat the shit out of them 77 to 51 so There you go. I mean, they just needed to get that that monkey off their back against Alcorn State. And then uh, and then they're, you know, they're beaten up on an undefeated, you know, top 100 team there at the tack and then went on the road. And I mean, absolutely demolished a seven and five South Alabama team, uh, 68 to 34 on the road. That's that's a pretty impressive fourth win of the season there, or fifth win of the season, I guess. And then finally, Abilene Christian this past Saturday on the road, 66-49. to 49. So seems like the Texters have maybe found their groove a little bit.
0: I'd say so. I mean, these aren't the best teams I mean, outside of California Baptist, the Lancers. That was the impressive win here, one of the better teams they've played all year. But these other schools weren't great. Alcorn State, South Alabama, Abilene Christian, not exactly schools that may make you go, oh, our season is saved. But this does mean that the Texters are now six and nine. Nice.
1: They just, they really had to set that up in the funniest way possible. Um, I will say the other thing about the Texters this past week was that uh, point guard Gianna Morris was named Conference USA Freshman of the Week. She scored 10 points on 75% shooting. She was two for two from three-pointer and had five career rebounds. So nice little game from her against Abilene Christian. And, you know, there's probably not much action going on, but um, like I said earlier, this uh, basketball season, she was really fun to watch in those kind of early games that I that I took in before I got mad at the Texters and stopped watching them. So uh, maybe I'll have to check it out here as we start conference play this week.
0: Yeah, And this week upcoming in that conference play, Sam Houston on Saturday, uh, unlike the Bulldogs, they don't have a Wednesday game, but both teams open up against Sam Houston to open conference play. The Texters will be at home at Thomas Assembly Center. For the number 262 ranked Bearcats, they're 5-7 and seven on the year so far. A 77% chance for the Texters to win this one. 71-61 to 61 final score predicted by Massey. This is another team in that realm of South Alabama, Abilene Christian, that Tech should be better than even as bad as they looked at times this year. But you just really never know until we face a conference opponent like this.
1: Yeah, it's also worth noting that the Texters are going to be having their 50th anniversary party this weekend um there's gonna be you know any former coach player or staff is invited to the celebration
0: and are they gonna go jump house (laughs) bouncy castle
1: (laughs) probably there's gonna be a bouncy castle at (laughs) midcourt players have to go around it because they're gonna so they're gonna do some kind of uh celebration during the game um and then there's like a reception for the you know for the actual players and coaches and stuff that'll be on friday night but uh if you're around maybe go check out that game there should be some Pretty cool uh texture history on display there on Saturday.
0: Yeah, and so I guess finally let's switch back over to the men's basketball team. Yeah. The Bulldogs went 0 3 this past week with losses or this past I guess week and a half with losses to St. Louis, Seattle, and Grand Canyon.
1: Yeah. Absolutely um heartbreaking losses in really all three games. Yeah, Um, You got buzzer beat against St. Louis, basically did everything we could to to win that one. And then a guy got hot in the last 30 seconds and you let him have the ball in his hands at the end of the game. Seattle went to overtime um, and then GCU, we were winning by what, four or five points, something like that with under a minute to go. (sighs) I don't know. Well, all this
2: really tells me is that La Tech are frauds on the men's (laughs) side, clear frauds. Good teams don't lose these types of games. So I was pretty disappointed.
1: They maybe don't, they don't lose all three of them anyway in that fashion
2: by the choke jobs uh, and the ref job. So really, really disappointing. The games are mostly irrelevant. St. Louis, Seattle, and Grand Canyon are not conference games and tech competed hard.
0: Yeah. We're not getting it at large anyway. So no,
2: so it's not the end of the world, but it's disappointing because you'd like to see tech be on the right side of those close those close games but
1: so so let me ask you guys this do you guys buy into the like the thought that it might be a good thing to face quote-unquote adversity early in the season before you get to where it really matters
2: speaking as a seasoned veteran of athletic sporting events uh no because
1: that you know that's kind of a narrative going around like on blue tech blue and you know on twitter and stuff is like you know, you'd rather lose these tough games now and then, you know, focus up on what you need to do to get better and say, okay, what happened late in these games that led to our loss? And then, you know, come early March, you're ready for the well, conference tournament. But I, I don't know.
2: Well, speaking of coming, <laughs> the uh, the upcoming games are going to be more indicative of how much adversity the team's really up against. Yeah. And I'm not really one to believe. Uh, yeah, those are some tough losses. All three were really tough. But we'll know much more about this team once the next few games are done. I I'd like to think that Tech aren't frauds. All joking aside, and that they'll be able to string some victories together. But if you want to, if you're asking if adversity is better now than later, I'd say yeah, now is much better.
0: Oh yeah, definitely with that. And I think playing tough opponents allows you to hone your skills a little bit better than playing the Mississippi colleges or Dallas Christians of the world. Grand Canyon is a very good team. Seattle is a very good team. St. Louis is a mad team, but they got hot. We've we've played Colorado State and New Mexico on the schedule, and even McNeese is good. Like Just these opponents, whether we win or lose these games, they help you get better. Playing a bunch of cupcakes like I felt like we did last year. Let's see, Texas Tech and ULL were the only teams in the top 100 out of conference last year. We have a tougher strength of schedule this year, and I and I really hope that helps coming into conference play because it's allowing them to see some things and diagnose some things early rather than down the final stretch of the year. But these were some tough games. And like you said, Evan, they came down to the final minutes in each of them. Tech had, according to Ken Palm, win expectancies, uh, very high chances to win these games late. Mm. Uh, St. Louis with 36 seconds left. Tech had a 98.3% chance to win that game. Against Seattle with under a minute left, it was 88.6% chance. And against Grand Canyon with just under four minutes left, a 70.2% chance to win that game and Tech loses all three.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's that's about as rough as it gets, <laughs> right? Like, that's uh, the 98.3% chance against St. Louis is especially uh, hard to hear back. You know, we had a, what, 70 to 64 lead with 36 seconds left. And in all three of these games, you missed some critical free throws at the end. Um, against Grand Canyon, we kind of missed free throws the whole game, um, if memory serves. But it's tough because it felt like we did everything we needed to do um, to be in the game and you know potentially win it, and then just some kind of execution at the end broke down and and the other team took advantage, right? And it's like, yeah, we want to be that team that's taking advantage and and the team that's causing the other you know the opponent to break down, but. You know, the, I think the St. Louis one is the one that kind of stands out as the most fluky to me just because, like I said, the uh, the guy Terrence Hargrove, I mean, he, he could not miss in the last 30 seconds. And yeah, we left him open. We probably should have tried to get to him and foul him, you know, before he gets the shot, but you're only up two. So you don't want to, you don't want to let them tie the game at the line with, you know, we, we saw that
0: happen later in the week.
1: Yeah. With 0.5 seconds left on the clock. So, I mean, you like your chances there, but as um, uh, our, our old friend from Twitter, uh, CUSA report, who's no longer active on Twitter, but kind of reactivated. Cause I guess he lives in St. Louis and went to this game. He tweeted out that as soon as, as soon as he got off the floor with the ball in his hands, he knew it was game over because that's just the vibe that, you know, it, he had the hot hand and he gave him an open look. Right. So it's, it's tough, but you know, that happens sometimes. And I would rather yeah. that happen now than like in the finals of the of the conference start of it, right?
0: Oh oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> that that Terrence Hargrove Jr. hits the three to tie with seven seconds left. And you mentioned the free throw shooting. Tech hits both their free throws, Sean Newman at yeah. the line to go up by two, and then Hargrove hits that buzzer beating three to win the game there. Uh, that's not really the note of this game though we've we haven't really mentioned you know the statistical wonderry that is zero turnovers and a loss
1: oh my god I forgot about that <laughs> uh what what was that stat it was like the first time since 2009 that any team in NCAA basketball has has not had a turnover right I mean how many games are there in a in a season 1 million. One million. Wow.
0: Yeah. What, Wisconsin in 2015 was the last team to do it, to commit zero turnovers. I believe they won that game.
1: Yeah. I mean, you'd expect to. Uh, and especially like last week's or last episode, which was, I guess, two weeks ago. But we were talking about the turnover problem. Right. I mean, we had like 22 turnovers against ULL and then, you know, 19 against McNeese or something. And it was kind of like, OK, OK. You know, is this team going to struggle with turnovers? And then you have zero? I can't believe that it's ever been done in a loss. I mean, that's wild. You didn't travel at all. No double dribble. No, like, errant pass out of bounds. Like, nothing.
2: That's crazy. You how much of a fraud this team is.
1: Oh, yeah. Um, but it would happen to Tech, wouldn't it? Yeah. Like, we would be the one in 80,000 <laughs> that loses with no turnovers. <sighs>
0: well, St- that St. Louis loss felt a little bit fluky. Seattle just felt like they were... They kind of felt like they were the better team, at least to me. It, it felt like they got ahead early and survived the storm with a tech comeback to win in overtime. And yes, they had to hit a couple of free throws late to force that overtime. But it, St. Louis felt like they were getting lucky. Seattle just felt like they were good.
1: I don't know. I mean, we, we had a pretty big lead at one point in the second half, like eight points by, you know, at a couple different points. So I don't know, man. I mean... God, I'm trying to remember this game. It was so long ago, and I was out in California very, very sleepy and also dealing with a dog sitter who slashed her boyfriend's tires in my driveway. So um, What?
0: Yeah, that was... Yeah, wait. All right, pause. What? That what? was fun.
1: So, I mean, this you can air this part. Basically, while I was watching this game, we were dealing with the fact that my dog sitter, while we were in California, sla- got drunk on a handle of gin... Didn't eat enough Olive Garden breadsticks to soak up the
0: gin. <laughs> <laughs> <And then laughs> That's where she went wrong. Nothing yeah. else. Was, yeah, this yeah, was yeah. a perfect yeah. plan. Listen. A perfect evening. Just didn't eat enough breadsticks.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Then she used the paring knife in my in my kitchen to slash her boyfriend's tires in my driveway while I was in while I was like a thousand miles away.
0: Um, good to know what kind of knife you have in case you need yeah, to no. slash someone's uh. tire. Yeah.
1: That's like, I got kind of a good review. I got to go review that shit on Amazon,
0: man. That's a good yeah. knife. Good tire slashing knife. Yeah. <laughs> so
1: I don't remember all the details, but I do remember being sad about this while I was mad about all that other stuff.
2: You know what, that, what the fuck? Yeah. It's uh ladies and gentlemen, since this part will air, I don't have pets because everyone I know that has pets has a story like this. Stop having pets. No. Although I do love dogs. <laughs> yeah. It's just, they cost, dogs, pets cost more than children. And I can say that as someone who has a child and knows people that have pets. It costs more to have pets than it does to have children.
0: This is why I think Fuck you should be them. able to deduct pets on your taxes.
2: I agree. <laughs> I agree. Go for it. Yeah. Evan and Catherine are getting $20 million back in
1: taxes. Because <laughs> if there's a fucking stray dog or cat in the ground, they're bringing it home. Hey, that's not fair. There's a stray cat that lives outside and we just let him live outside, man. He, he's this not our cat. Did, I think he's did
0: he get into the breadsticks? <laughs> <laughs> he might have he got into the gin.
2: You know what's interesting is the idea that. <laughs> Cousin
0: Slash we- the cat's boyfriend's
1: tires. <laughs> what if the cat was behind the whole thing? <laughs> what if the cat was the news she found out?
0: Well, the cat Wait, wanted if- somewhere safe. It's getting cold outside. The cat wanted a nice little car to sleep underneath. You were out of town. <laughs> yeah. So they had to call the boyfriend and plant the gin, forcing <laughs> the scene. Yeah.
2: This cat Wait. is the evil mastermind behind what everything. What if it what if it wasn't really your neighbor? What if it was Professor Whiskers? The evil cat who planted the evidence. <laughs> the cat was the one calling
1: us? Yes. <laughs> His name is Professor Whiskers. Professor Whiskers.
0: Put some respect on his name. I'll start calling him that. Is does he have a doctorate? Oh. No, cuz then he'd be Dr. Whiskers.
1: Well, I mean, sometimes you call people with doctorates professor. I don't know. I'd like to imagine that he wears a tuxedo t-shirt. He no lie Matt, <laughs> he he looks like he's wearing a tuxedo. He's black with like a white chest. I am Professor Whiskers.
0: <laughs> <laughs> this whole time. Matt Galleon in quotes <laughs> is actually <laughs> <laughs> professor whiskers Man, it was, was me the whole con. time
2: <laughs> <laughs> all, all right, right. Like going for a slow burn so yeah the the games were pretty tightly contested uh are we wrapping up these three games or are we going blow yeah. by blow here
0: not blow by blow like a couple more things about this about the seattle and grand canyon games a, a positive note for the seattle game uh, just from an individual level it was a double 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 with both isaiah crawford and daniel bacho recording a double double the first double, double, double since the lone Conference USA tournament win last year. Can y'all name the players that both had a double, double in that conference tournament win over FIU last year?
1: I don't know that I could name two players from last year's team, to be real honest with you. Uh, <laughs> I too cannot name two players. Let's see. We got Keaston uh, Willis. Yeah, Keystone Willis. Willis is one of them. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, and now now he's Kobe so far Williams down was the bench. already off the team by then.
2: So far down um, the bench in Tulsa, he might as well be in Arkansas.
1: <laughs> Damn. Um, who was our. Um, God, what is. The other one is still on the team. Was it like Will Allen? No. Not Kenny Hunter because he's not on the team anymore, right? No. What was happened to Gibby? Kenny Hunter? What the fuck did happen to Kenny? I liked no, Kenny Hunter. He's got too many
0: breadsticks. He's from Truth for. He's at Texas Southern now. Oh. Damn.
1: I don't. Was it was it that guy Ben Ponder? Yeah, it was Ben Ponder. Right? <laughs> yeah,
0: no. Who it was, was Draven Magnum.
1: Oh, okay. Cool. So yeah, hey. that you mean by double double double, you mean two players with a double
0: double, right? Yes. A double space, double hyphen double. Okay, that's a lot. A double double double.
2: That that's really, really confusing.
0: Well you can't call it a triple double,
1: because that's yeah. different.
0: That's a different thing.
2: Last uh, week I fucked around and got a triple double.
1: So, yeah, I mean, Bacho finished with uh, 24.16 rebounds. And I thought, honestly, I thought he was really, really good in these three games. Um, seemed like he was kind of coming into his own, making a lot of those close shots that he had been missing early on. He did have eight turnovers in this game, though. So, I mean, you know, that could be a little better, but four blocks. Um, so 24-16 with four blocks. And then Crawford was 18-14. and 14, Um, with three blocks himself and only two turnovers. So uh, really, really good game from Crawford in 40 minutes of action. So love to see that from him, unfortunately, in a loss. But, you know, yes.
0: And then also in a loss, the Grand Canyon game. This game ends with a final score of 73 to 70. Another real nail biter there at the end. Really, what I want to talk about in this one, and then we can move on to future games, the shot clock violation call. Mm. Um, Did either of you watch this game? Yes. No,
2: I but I heard all about it afterwards.
1: So yeah, I mean, just to lead up to that moment, Nathan, this game was pretty much back and forth the entire way. I mean, kind of it's like, you know, with at the 10 minute mark, it's 56 to 55 Grand Canyon. Then at the five minute mark, it's uh 65 to 64 Tech. And so then, you know, leading into this moment that you're talking about, I believe that was Let's see. It was six seventy to sixty eight Grand Canyon, I believe, at that point, right?
0: One twenty three left on the clock was when the
1: oh turnover by team. Went. So we were down sixty nine to sixty eight, and then what nice. what happened, Nathan?
0: Yeah, so uh, Daniel Bacho seems to beat the shot clock at least live. Does a little hook shot uh, down low in the paint. Then they call for a review. I don't remember what the the call on the court was, but they go.
1: It was unclear, but then they decided that it was no good on the, on
0: the floor. Yeah. So they go to review. It looks pretty obvious that you got the shot off, still call it no good shot clock violation. And what would have been a one point lead for the Bulldogs is now a one point deficit.
1: And I mean, when you say pretty clear, like it was as close as it possibly could be in one frame, the ball is on his hand. The next frame, the ball is off his hand and the light is not on yet. The very next frame, the light is on. So it was like literally a one frame difference between, you know, ball being on his hand, light off, ball off his hand, light off, ball off his hand, light on. So it was as close as as possible. But again, pretty clear from the angles that we saw on TV that it was a good basket Which, shout out to Bacho for, I mean, he picked up the ball with two seconds on the clock and was able to jump up and sort of one hand shoot it into the, you know, and make a field goal under that pressure. But yeah, they, they reviewed it for a long ass time too. That's what bothers me is it's like, it took them like five minutes to decide to stick, stick with the call on the floor. And it's like, why are you looking at it for so long then, you know? But
0: maybe maybe the camera was just really, really far away and you have to factor in the speed of light (laughs) coming from the backboard towards the camera (laughs) to figure it out. Yeah, they're doing some complex calculus down there.
1: That's That's why it took so long. Maybe what
0: was happening. Yeah. Um, But yeah, so after that happens, that call is no good. Again, Tech ends up losing this game, but partially because of this and partially two turnovers in the final 90 seconds. That's. Going to doom you, and a lot of games like this.
1: Well, one of those turnovers was that call, right? Because that's that's considered a oh, turnover, yeah. yeah you're right, you clock right, violation. You're right. So, but I mean, there is the the final possession was very bad. I mean, if that's what you draw up, I don't know if we did we call a timeout. I don't remember, but um, no, it looks like we didn't. We called a timeout with 36 seconds left, missed a layup, and then you know we have to foul, so we're down three and. You know, they they brought the ball up court and uh, it was just a brutal possession with a like I can't I don't even know how to describe it. But Talik Chavez basically like jumped forward from the three point line, trying to draw contact, not really trying to shoot a good jumper. And it was like that's what we drew up with with like seven seconds left on the clock in in offense. You know, that's enough time to like do something, but it, it just didn't. It didn't seem like a good play uh, or a good design. It didn't really seem like we had anything that we were trying to do. It was just like, let's throw up a desperation shot here at the end. And, you know, sometimes those will go in, but this time it did not.
0: And so Tech falls for the third straight game to Grand Canyon. Yeah. We spent a long time talking about those three games. So let's move forward a little bit. Let's talk about a game we will, God, I hope, win against Dallas Christian.
1: Dallas. Salad. Salad. Final uh, tune-up game before conference play here. One of those non-Division 1 opponents. Um, Yeah, not much to say about this. It's tomorrow night. I guess, is it going to be on ESPN Plus, probably? I believe so.
2: Yeah,
1: really nice. Yes, it will be. Really nice uh, with the ESPN deal that we got, honestly. Yeah, and just to kind of say where we are now, I mean, we've just lost three straight games, but we've actually only fallen four spots in Ken Palm. We're now 88th overall so they're not really punishing us for those mainly because they were all decent opponents on the road um and we barely lost all of them but you know this upcoming stretch here in conference play it'll be a little bit of a different story because our opponents aren't as highly regarded as uh as the teams we just lost to on the road
0: i do want to talk briefly about dallas christian as well at this upcoming game just to kind of paint a picture of how they are even as a non-Division 1 opponent. Where is Dallas Christian? It's in Farmer's Branch. Farmer's Branch. They have gone 3-10 and so far this year, excluding games against Division 1 opponents. Um, they don't even list the final scores on their website for those games. Those money games. However, they do list games like their 73 to 100 loss to University of North Texas at Dallas. What? Their 104 to 53 loss to Southwestern Assemblies of God University, Texas. (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) Their 102 to 69 loss to Midwestern State University, Texas. What? Their 91 to 42 loss to Washita Baptist. So have they won? They have beaten schools like north american university
2: oh my god
0: <laughs> 81 to 77 they've also beaten kansas christian college oh no. 97 92 I wonder where and that southwest is. adventist university 86 to 52 all those were home games
1: good thing we're oh, not that's, playing that's, them
2: at home yeah um oh kansas christian college is here
1: uh well right across the border in overland park wow Oh, hey. they suck so dallas christian college has 336 students um established in 1950 what's so is north american
0: university or college north american university the stallions yeah so that many students they have a baseball team men's basketball men's cross country men's golf men's soccer women's softball women's basketball women's cross country women's golf women's soccer women's volleyball i think that's the entire school right there
1: honestly yeah They have eleven sports. I mean, (laughs) it's gotta be over half. But they own
0: Dallas.edu. Wow. They're
2: in well, good for them. They're in Stafford, Texas, and they are in the N A I
1: A. That's North Uh, American College? Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. North American University. Put some respect.
2: Oh, yeah. Put some respect on the former Texas Golf Institute.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Anyway, that's enough about Dallas Christian, I think. Yeah, Unless yeah, you have some the, player previews to do. But. I,
0: I absolutely do not. <laughs> I do like looking through schedules of teams when we play them at that level. Yeah, so after that game, we will have reached the end of the out-of-conference part of the schedule. Looking at Conference USA right now, uh, again, Tech was picked somewhere in like the middle of the pack. And even now, after that three-game losing streak, Ken Palm still has Tech as the second-best team in conference. Um, them and Liberty. Are expected to finish conference play right now with a record of twelve and four.
1: Yeah, I mean we're not in a bad spot for sure, and I think we'll find out a little bit about this Liberty team as we start things off. Um, like you said, Nathan, they're ranked pretty highly in Ken Palm right now. What are they? Seventy fifth. So that's not as yeah, that's not as scary as I thought. But yeah, Tech right behind them at eighty eighth, and then it kind of drops off a lot down to one fifty three. Um, Western Kentucky surprisingly at 159, even though they've gotten 11 and three record. So not sure what's going on there. Um, maybe, maybe not a very strong.
0: Yeah. Their toughest team they face so far is number 120, Wichita State, which was an away loss. Mm.
1: So, yeah, I mean, pretty interesting stuff here at the beginning of conference play. I mean, MTSU all the way down at 277 is at the bottom of the pack, which, you know, they are so like they're either top or bottom of the conference. It feels like so,
2: yeah.
1: Um, you know, but nothing else really stands out here. I mean, it looks like the teams in the conference kind of prioritize defense over offense. Liberty's the only team that looks like they have a better offensive rating than defensive rating. So that's interesting, and that's kind of interesting. The defense is the key here in Conference USA this year so far.
0: But yeah, before before we move on and actually talk about our opening conference game against Sam Houston. I want to get a prediction on the seeding for Tech in the conference championship tournament. Mm. Right now, Ken Palm has us as probably a two-seed, um, if we're just kind of going by their standings here. What, what do you guys think? Do we think we are a two-seed? Do you think we can squeeze into one? Or do you think we those three losses were the start of a larger trend that carries into conference play and knocks us down some more?
2: It's they're going to be one or two.
0: See, I don't feel that confident about that high. I feel like we are a top-four seed. But I can definitely see us following the three or four by the time all is said and done. Just
2: feels, feels very strongly like one or two.
1: Yeah, I, I'm. I kind of agree with you, Matt. I mean, we get we have to play Liberty twice. Um, the first ones at home, though. So I think you know, starting out here with Sam Houston in the Middle Tennessee um, should get us into conference play with some confidence, right? They're both away games, but both kind of bottom dwellers in the conference. And then you get that Liberty game at home to really like prove that you're onto something right against a team that's kind of ranked in the same tier as you tier, uh, you know, quad B or whatever. Um, I mean, looking down, I mean, the, the late stretch of away at UTEP at New Mexico state at Western Kentucky is going to be pretty tough. It's also really interesting that this year, the schedule is not the familiar, like Thursday, Saturday, Thursday, Saturday. There's a lot of uh, Sunday, Wednesday mixed in here too. So just a little bit different for your TV watching. But yeah, I mean, I think that late stretch of UTEP, New Mexico State, Western Kentucky will determine whether we're going to be like the one or the two or the three or the four. But I I think it's it's top half of this conference for sure. And I'll go ahead and I'll, I'll put my stamp on two. That's my prediction. I think it'll be Liberty at one. Um, but I think we'll split with Liberty regular season and, and maybe lose a couple more.
0: All right. And so that Sam Houston team is the first one in conference play for the Bulldogs. Like you said, Evan, on the road in Huntsville, Texas, prison capital of the great state of Texas. Uh, right now, Sam Houston is ranked 212th in Ken Palm with a 7-8 and 8 record. Their worst loss so far this year coming to Utah Valley, number 192 in overtime. Um, But they've beaten teams like ULM and Grambling. (laughs) Not really any impressive wins, really, is what what the key is there. Uh, So Tech would definitely be the best win they would have all year um, if they were to beat the Bulldogs on Saturday. That game will be at 4.30 p.m. Central Time on ESPN Plus, um, if you want to tune into that one.
1: Yeah, I mean, looking at Sam Houston State here, they're pretty bad offensively. Um, 308th in effective field goal percentage. They are a little bit better at three-pointers than two-pointers, which if you uh, if you watched our last three games, I mean, we kind of allowed a lot of three point shots in that road stretch, um, the road losing streak, but they're still only 221st in three-pointers and they are really bad at converting on, on two-pointers. But with that being said, they get almost 50% of their points from two pointers. So I don't know. <clears throat> seems like they're a pretty bad team to me.
0: They are. What concerns me though, is the foul shooting late. They are a below average as a team foul shooting team. If that sentence makes sense, but they have two guys that are the top 150 and free throw percentage and Lamar Wilkerson and Davin Barnes or Devon Barnes, uh, Barnes is hitting 87% of his free throws and Wilkerson is hitting 86% of his free throws. If this game is close and they can kind of choose who to get the ball to, to foul, to try to put them at the line, those two guys will make their free throws. And I feel like the tech free throw issue has been a little bit overblown like it is most years, but I'm concerned about Sam Houston getting those guys to the line when it matters.
1: Yeah, that's fair. Defensively, they, they do force a lot of turnovers. That's kind of their best statistical category here. And yeah, I mean, other than that, not not much. Yeah. I, I don't know, right? I, I,
0: I'm not particularly scared of this team, uh, yeah. but just with, on a three-game losing streak, you, know, you start to see the, the ways things can go wrong a little bit more clearly.
1: Yeah, well, I think the way things went wrong on our three-game losing streak is we played really good teams on the road, who got it done right and this is on the road but i mean sam houston state is not is not the same caliber team even as like i I think st louis isn't very highly ranked but you know they they just got back a guy for our game they got back a guy who was ineligible but then that court case or whatever determined that he could play and you know i think st louis is a better team than their record currently indicates but i mean maybe sam houston's the same way I, i don't know
0: yeah, so we have Sam Houston games for both the men and women, and the men also play Dallas Christian. So for this week in those three games, how many do you think Louisiana Tech will win?
1: All three, baby. Let's go. All three. And I actually I actually do think we will. <laughs> I mean, we're not yeah, losing I mean, to we're Dallas favored. Christian. Yeah, and um, yeah, the, the two Sam Houston games are uh, not that concerning. Sam Houston is a three-hour drive for me, so I don't know if I'll make it down there, but uh, that's yeah. So the little. game's at four thirty, so I'd kind of have to like leave at lunch and come back at like ten p.m. I don't know.
2: Yeah. Pass. Sounds like
1: a lot. I thought it was a little closer.
0: Yeah. I also think all three games are will be wins for Louisiana Tech this week. But while tech may be picking up those W's, one team got an extra L over the past couple weeks. Uh, this week's Twee of the Week goes to at McNeese men's basketball MBB on Twitter who after beating the Ragin' Cajuns 74 to 72 tweeted, here's that extra L y'all keep forgetting to add. (laughs) I think I like McNeese. Like, I never really hated McNeese, but all of a sudden I'm like, you know what?
1: Yeah, y'all are cool.
2: It was a very well put together tweet.
0: Yeah,
1: and they had a couple more and then the Southland Conference was getting in on it too. Um, It was uh, was very fun. Also, we beat McNeese earlier this season, so that makes it even more fun.
0: Yeah, we kind of really ran the state of Louisiana this year, even though we didn't play OSU. But maybe in the final four of the NCAA tournament, we'll face off against OSU (laughs) and probably lose. Anyway, yeah, that was this week's Tweet of the Week. And even though I think it happened a while back, but it's been a while since we recorded. So here we are. (laughs) And that about wraps it up for this episode of the Go Tech Please Don't Die podcast. As always, you can follow us on Twitter at G-O-T-E-C-H-P-L-S-D-N-T-D-I-E or head to our blog, gtpdd.dog, where you can get the new shirt of the month or merch of the month, hopefully, because by the time this comes out, hopefully there will be new merch of the month. <laughs> the holidays are a weird time for everybody, so have not had a chance to update that yet, but maybe you'll find it before we do. I don't what? know. Anyway, GTPDD.DOG/shop is where you can get our merch, and yeah, I think that's everything. We're not still selling sunflower seeds, are we? Like, that died a while I ago, right? Or are d- we still doing I it? I
1: don't think so. I, I never got into the new- Like, it's
0: almost baseball time, so, like, it's probably a good time to figure that out.
1: Yeah, they they got a new app or something, and I never figured out how to get into it, so maybe people have been buying sunflower seeds and giving us money, but I, I don't think maybe so. Maybe we're rich. Yeah. We're going to log in and there's going to be a million dollars in there because <laughs> people have bought wow. 400 million cases of sunflower seeds <laughs> with our code. <laughs>
2: wow, that's amazing.
0: <laughs> I was wondering why Chinook Cedar is all of a sudden on the top of yeah. Forbes' most valuable <laughs> yeah, companies. <right>? <laughs> <laughs> now I know why. Anyway, until next time, I'm Nathan. I'm Evan. I'm Matt. And go tech. Please don't die.
2: Speaking of defense, I don't know if you guys saw what Daniel just sent to the group chat. Grambling State beat the College of Biblical Studies 159 to 18
0: in women's basketball. Oh,
2: (laughs) what did did the what was it the
0: College of Biblical Studies? Man,
2: yeah, man, they just. I don't (laughs) know if you said,
1: "Where is your God now?" I'm just trying to. <laughs> that Where's was, your God
2: now? That's the funniest thing Evan's ever said in the 12 years that I've known him. That's not true. Come on. Uh, no, it's absolutely true. There's nothing you've ever said that's funnier. Man.
0: I do like how you can't even count 18 people in the crowd in the shot. In the picture, <laughs> oh, no, there's it. nobody there. Where's your God now? <laughs> They've all been raptured. That's why the stadium's empty.
2: Professor Whiskers is <laughs> in the uh, rafters, just staring down.
1: Man, it's Nathan's going to leave that in, and everyone's going to be like, what the fuck is going on? Um, <laughs> Who's Professor Whiskers? Yeah, Professor Whiskers. Yeah, the evil master. No, um,
0: That's what? the new <laughs> merch of the month now, is the Professor Whiskers. Professor Whiskers knows all,
2: and yet knows no one.